Hey, welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This is John McKinley, the media director, your host. Pastor Robin is back this week, continuing our new Thanksgiving series. Here's just a short clip of that. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. We as Christians are to publicly thank God for his goodness, for his grace, for his mercy. We hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like, go to c3pottstown.com and plan a visit to join us in person next Sunday. Oh, this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Wow. It's moving right along. Let me read. A, I, I know I read, a, uh, uh, I read Psalm 105, the first four verses, uh, to start out the service. But I want to read all of Psalm 100, which is five verses, okay? Psalms out with joy to the Lord earth worship the lord with gladness come before him singing with joy acknowledge that the lord is good he made us and we are his we are his people the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving go into his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name for the lord is good his unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to read to each all to each generation so we're at the official start now i've always called it you know the holiday season now before it became politically correct or incorrect however you want to say it but anytime from thanksgiving through new year i've always called just the holiday season and and we're here we're there thanksgiving comes with thoughts of Preparing food, travel, eating, entertaining, watching football, whatever it might entail. Then the next day is Black Friday, and it comes with all its trimmings as well. Then the Christmas season is upon us. Now, I had this planned way early in the week before they ever did these announcements. So I don't want to take anything away from Levi, but I'm going to kind of repeat some of the things that he said, because I want you to know we're getting back to some normalcy. And we we need to. We need to be at a place where we feel connected with one another and we're involved. Christmas is going to do that for us. Now, I looked up Thanksgiving. You know, the celebration goes back as far as the 17th century. But it it wasn't declared a national holiday until Abraham Lincoln. And then there were some changes between now and him uh, as far as Thanksgiving is concerned. But for the Christian, Thanksgiving isn't a one day a a year thing. It's an everyday occurrence. It includes singing and praying and giving and sharing testimony of what God's faithfulness in Jesus Christ is in our lives. Now, how can we live out these four truths of biblical expression as we worship the Lord? And by the way, worship is more than coming to church on a Sunday morning and singing a few songs and going. Worship is a way of life. So this morning, we're going to talk about those four truths, truths to enjoy in Thanksgiving worship. And the first one is singing. 
The psalmist says, sing out your thanks to the Lord. Give praises to our God with the harp. And then he goes on, well, in chapter 9 it says, I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. And then chapter 7 says, I will thank the Lord because he is just. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. And then listen to what Paul told us in the book of Ephesians. He says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, that's, take that to heart, friends. That's the way our lives should be. A song in our heart, a song on our lips. Do you enjoy our worship team? They're good, aren't they? I like it when they're all up here. But uh, you should envy them. You know why? Because before they ever get up here and sing a song, this isn't the first time they ever do it. They practice it and they get it into their spirit and they worship the Lord. And they, I mean, the, the, the song, the first song they, or wasn't the first song, I guess, but one of the songs they did today, I never heard before. Maybe you guys did. But, uh, um, you know, they, they had to learn that song. They had to get it into their hearts and get it. I mean, these two guys playing the guitars, they had to get it into their fingers. Well, anyone can lead a song. But our worship team leads us into worship, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They don't just lead a song. They lead us into worship, genuine worship. They prepare us to walk out into the world with a song on our lips and praise and worship in our hearts. Rick Warren wrote this. He says, Christianity is a singing faith. There, there are more songs about Jesus Christ than anything else, even more than love. There are more songs about Jesus written throughout history than any other single topic. So you need to learn to sing your thanks to God. Give it back to God in joyful praise. And Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, he says, respond to God. All that he does is gracious. Every moment of his hand is movement of his hand is goodness. Therefore, let your hearts reply with gratitude and our lips with songs of thanksgiving. So sing unto the Lord. Sing unto him. Hey, if you want to, you can do what the psalmist says. Sing a new song. Say, well, I can't sing a new song. Hey, you can sing whatever you want. As you're by yourself, just sing it. You're your worst critic then. And God's not going to criticize you. He's going to take that praise. Amen. All right, the second thing to enjoy in Thanksgiving worship is praying to him. Psalm 27 says, My heart has heard you say, Come talk to me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. And the Proverbs tells us, The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. 
Prayer in its approach to God is a blessing to him. As we adore him and we confess to him and we praise him and we bring sacrifices unto him or supplication unto him and we offer our prayers of thanksgiving. One group in their early uh, weekly prayer meeting almost always opens the prayer meeting with, with a prayer like this. Father, we come into your presence not because of what we have accomplished or with great plans, but simply under the blood of Christ. We thank you. And at this moment, you are our father, not our judge. Just uh, recently, I was talking to someone and they're going through some things. And, and he said, you know, I, th I think I'm just being punished for the things that I've done in my life is, whoa, 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 let's not go there. You're not being punished for the things that are going on in your life. The punishment comes after this life is over. If we don't know Christ as our personal savior, there, there's going to be the great white throne. That's going to be punishment. That's going to happen in eternity. And, and then he said to me, he says, well, Jesus took the punishment on the cross. I says, exactly, listen to what you're saying. He took the punishment for us. We don't, he's gonna judge us. We come to him because he is our father. We go to the father in the name of Jesus. Here's what Jesus said in the book of John. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And then a couple chapters later, or verses later, he says, you can ask anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Go to the Lord. Going in the name of Jesus gives us assurance safety, and a welcome presence to God. God is always looking for a sincere heart. Listen to what happened in the Old Testament. King Hezekiah, he, he had heard how the Assyrian king was going from country to country, from city to city, and he was just demolishing, annihilating Everyone in, in, in the path. He, he would kill all the people. He would burn out the towns. And then he would gather up their gods, their idols, put them in a pile, and he would burn them. And here's what Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. He says, now, O Lord our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, what faith. And then in the next chapter, Hezekiah is afflicted by an illness. And listen to what he prayed. He says, remember, O Lord, how I always, have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept. God heard his prayer. It, it tells us. In a couple of verses later, it says, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor, David says. I have heard your prayer and have seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. He was about ready to die. And God said, I'll give you another 15 years. Later in the chapter, Hezekiah wrote a, a long poem 
And in that poem, he makes this statement. He says, the grave can't thank you, Lord. And I want you to remember that, friends. The grave, thank him now while you're breathing, while you're living. Because once you get into the grave, you can't thank him. All right. The third truth to enjoy in thanksgiving to God is giving to him. It has been said, thanksgiving is both thanks and giving. I mean, this week is national, our national Thanksgiving holiday. Various scriptures refer to national feasts unto the Lord. In Deuteronomy, it tells us, it says, celebrate the festival of harvest to honor the Lord your God. Bring him a voluntary offering in proportion to, your, to the blessings you have received from him. Then a few verses later, it reviews two other festivals. And it ends with this verse. It says, all must give as they are able according to the blessings given to them by the Lord your God. They, they were joyous celebrations that these people were involved in. So that's the Old Testament. How should Christians today view the heart of God in giving to him? Well, in James it says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. So as Christians, we must consider the produce of the soil like they did in the Old Testament, but not mo most of us aren't farmers, okay? And, but we also need to consider the other blessings that we have received as coming from the Lord. Well, the psalmist says this, I will give you praise, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. We as Christians are to publicly thank God for his goodness, for his grace, for his mercy. Now, I don't know if you saw my, the, the um, Facebook thing I put out this morning, but I was really pleasantly pleased with what happened at the end of the service last week. Last week, I asked you to come up here. We stood down here, and you were able to uh, talk in the microphone so people at home, those watching, could hear too. I asked you to give me a promise that is really special to your heart out of the Bible. This morning, I would like for you to, to give us a testimony of something you're thankful to the Lord for. Okay, so maybe you can be thinking about that. Don't think too hard that you missed the rest of the message, though. All right? <clears throat> Because we as Christians are to publicly thank God for his goodness and his grace and his mercy. And then in Leviticus it says, count off every tenth animal from your herbs, herds and flocks and set them apart for the Lord as holy. So we as Christians are to yield unto the Lord the first fruits of our blessings, financial or otherwise, in recognition that he is our source. Well, in Luke, we're told this is where Jesus had healed the 10 guys who had leprosy. And the scripture says one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. So we as Christians need to give the Lord joyful expressions for the blessings he has given to us. 
And then in Galatians we read, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. So we as Christians are to give through whatever means the Lord has given to us without showing partiality. So this holiday, which we're celebrating, is Thanksgiving. It's thanks and giving. When we give willingly and cheerfully to God, we, we can be assured that it's an investment for time and eternity. Now, I don't know what you think the best bank is in the world. I don't know if you, what your thoughts are about what the most secure bank is in the whole world. But you want to know something? The greatest earthly bank is a weak institution compared to the riches laid up for us in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, the fourth one, the last one. The fourth truth to enjoy in thanksgiving to God is testifying to the Lord's faithfulness. You know, Joshua led the children of Israel from one side of the Jordan River to the other side of the Jordan River at flood stage. And the Lord told him, go out there and pick out 12 stones and pile them up in the middle of the river as a memorial and 12 stones over here on the shore and pile them up so you can tell your children about this. So Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. We too are to be careful not to forget all that God has done for us, whether great or small. We must all have ongoing that are based on experiences we have had with the Lord. Just like the stones that Joshua piled up, we need to have historical God sightings in our lives that can be celebrated regularly and faithfully. That creates a hunger for God to those who come behind us. How do we do that? Well, first off, it's a privilege to have Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. Therefore, it's got to be our duty to teach those who come behind us that they too must be born again. It's our privilege to prayerfully read and study the Word of God, to live in such a way showing others that God's Word is imprinted in our hearts. It's our duty to express prayer uh, and have a prayer life which influences those who come behind us to look to Christ and to teach them to pray. It's our privilege to exhibit the fruit of the Holy Spirit and to be anointed by the Spirit, to exercise the gifts of the Spirit. Those who come behind us must see our sacrifices in preparation, in finances, in time, in strength, uh, the strength of our labors, all for the Lord. We must share with the generation coming behind us God's faithfulness as he hears and answers prayers. 
how he provides in, in the good times and the lean times, his protection and his guidance in every circumstance in our life. We can share that with others and especially we can share his everlasting love. So I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the encouragement and the help that I get from other Christians. I'm thankful when someone comes to me and says, guess what happened this week and gives me a testimony of what God has done in their life. We can get encouragement by listening to those testimonies, listening to how God is faithful and he's faithful to his faithful servants. So, you know, one of the problems of testifying, we tend to compare our testimony with the testimony of someone else. Someone will come and, and they'll say, oh, this is what God has done and it's great and it's wonderful. And, and, and you're thinking, man, God just kept my health great this week and he just did this for me and he just did that. And that's, that's not even, that's a testimony. It doesn't matter what their testimony is. You've got your own testimony. So this morning, we're going to start with, with the first testimony. Lois is going to come up and, or Lori, I'm sorry. Lori's going to come up and she's going to give us a testimony. God has brought her in, in a, I guess we'll call it a, an experience, huh? Yes. Come on up here. Stand right in the middle so we can see. And Good morning, everybody. Um, I, most of you know, at the beginning of May, I got very sick. I had to have emergency surgery. And I'm just thankful that the Lord pulled me through it. I had at least five surgeries while I was in there. And um, when I would go down for the surgeries and I would be nervous about it, I would have nurses praying over me and everything. So, it, And I was very grateful for all your prayers and all the caring that you give to me, too. So thank you very much. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just so grateful to be here because the doctor did tell me if I would have stayed home any longer, I would have been dead. So he pulled me through. Thank, thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Somebody else. Give us a testimony of thanks. That's a great testimony of thanks. Come on up here. Well, I haven't had surgeries or anything like that, but I have such a testimony and thanks to the Lord. When I came to this church, my mind was mentally messed up. It was all over the place. I could never find my peace. And then one night I read 2 Timothy 1 through 7, and it said, or chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God has slowly worked himself into my life as much as I would give. And then finally, I just gave. I, gave, I gave in. And you know what? I was just down in North Carolina this last weekend. And when I came home, I had nothing bad happen to me down there. I hadn't had a mental issue. I was waking up at a normal time. 
everything was just amazingly like that sound mind that he's that you know he he gives to us i was given that sound mind and last year i would have so much fear over something but this year something big happened and i had no fear because he was here for me he is here for me and enough power this year also i have power through him through jesus and i have power myself there was something that happened to me in august and it made me doubt so much about God and Jesus. But when I said it, when I told somebody, when I told somebody, finally, and they said, have your faith in God because that is not what God wanted to happen. And then I started living that way again, back here and all of it, just praise to the Lord. It's just so much praise. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 And the encouragement for us is we've seen the growth in this girl. Amen. Somebody else, you got a testimony? You want to give thanks to God? Now don't shy up on me here. Amen. Anybody can come if you want. There we go. We were going to say, who was that masked woman? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be thankful for family. Family is so important from my mother to my son-in-law. I have a daughter-in-law daughters and sons that I gained through a relationship that I bless God and praise God for family because also my church family is important to me too because I just sometimes need support and I know that family is always there Amen. praise the Lord somebody else This is good. This is what it's all about. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Yeah. Um, I want to thank God for um, motivation. Like, I'm in college, and sometimes it can get really stressful, like, wanting to give up and everything but the people around me push me to keep going and I just want to thank God for everything that he's been doing for me education like wise that is wonderful thank you praise the Lord thanks for tuning in to this week's C3 podcast we hope you tune in next week as well If you would like to partner with us financially to spread this even further, go to c3potstown.com slash give. Have a great day.